0: Well, we've made it 40 episodes. Can you believe that? Oh, Here I we are at episode 40. I
1: can't believe it because we're not quitters.
0: Well, you you're keep right. going. You're right. We are two persistent bitches. If I have yeah. anything to say about the two of uh, us, <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> two
1: persistent bitches.
0: Uh, yeah, that should have been the title of this show, really.
1: TPBs.
0: I'm Max, by the way. I'm Danielle. Thanks so much for listening. If you've made it 40 episodes with us, congratulations. Yes. You're either a friend of ours or a, a person who probably does not function well in Modern society. <laughs> yes.
1: uh, we know that very well.
0: So, uh, you know our tradition with uh, every 10 episodes, we do these little superlative shows where we come up with some ridiculous criterion for a uh, top five list, yes. and then we share our top five live with each other here during this recording. Yes, we do um, not
1: know what each other's top five. No,
0: this, uh, this topic I'm very excited about. This was Danielle's choice, and I think it's brilliant, but also a very frustrating one yes. for the two of us. Uh, you you want to explain the, the topic?
1: Yeah, um, these are songs that we used to hate. But now we like. Yes. Um, which is hard for us because we like most songs because we have no shame. It's true. Um, and when we hate a song, we generally hate it forever because it sucks. Right. Um, My it,
0: snap judgments on music are quality generally. Yeah, mine too. But I am uh, willing to admit when I am wrong, um, and I have been wrong a couple of times, Um and, uh, well, five times to five. be exact that I could come up with. That is it. <laughs> I've yeah, been no, wrong. Um, yes. These are the yeah, exact I five mean, times. No, I do have some like runners up that I'm going to mention. Um, and I, I have, I actually, when we get to this, I, I'll wait before my number one, before we get to some runner ups, but I actually have an entire artist that I'm willing to admit that I was wrong about. Uh, so it wasn't even okay. just one song. That's why, uh, he will not appear on my list because I, I believe it was like, uh, I was wrong about. Him in general I'm, as an artist. So a couple anyway. of
1: these are like artists that I'd never cared for, but like yeah. now I'm starting to warm up to yep, yep. yep. So yeah.
0: All right. Well you wanna kick us off? What's your what's your number five song um, you used to hate and now you like it?
1: I'm just gonna preface this. This could get ugly because I know three out of five of these Max is gonna wanna punch me from across the table because he will hate these.
0: So I will hate not I won't punch you for having disliked them. I will punch you for now liking them. Yes. That, okay. Yeah.
1: Like I should have just mentally preparing myself. In the hate. Um and that includes number five here. Um you actually had a discussion about this guy. Oh, wait. Actually, ago. hold
0: on. Before we get into the list, I do want to preface. Danielle and I did kind of have an off mic discussion uh, when we were coming up with a topic for this episode. Generally, obviously, the show is offbeat tracks. We try to stick to offbeat music. But for these superlative shows, I think we both agree that sort of everything is on the table. Like, we kind of, yeah. this is like our time to talk about popular music also. Because yes. If it's germane to the discussion, I see no harm in bringing yes, it up. Yes,
1: these are my, my songs so. are. Pretty well known,
0: so I because I know that's been a theme in, in our past super relatives episodes. So just wanted to address that that we like we're still offbeat, obviously, and we try to keep it offbeat. But these are the episodes where we kind of lax up on that to integrate exactly. top forty music. If and, we feel uh, like it, but go on. My
1: number five is a very popular artist. Um, for some reason that is often unknown because I haven't completely warmed up to him, but I do have one song that has made me see the light, oh. and that is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Thunder Road. Oh, Max is giving me the eyes. Well, no, I'm not. Why would I mad about that? Because <laughs> I know you hate Springsteen.
0: I don't hate Springsteen. I think you're misplacing some hate on me there.
1: Okay. I think everyone hates Springsteen, <laughs> except for like sports writers oh, I
0: mean, he, yeah, and right. people. Yeah, people who like- Sports th- writers
1: love the shit out people of People who like
0: romanticized 1920s Chicago really like Bruce Springsteen.
1: <laughs> and that is starting to become me as I get older. Oh, boy. No, I love Thunder Road and I will tell you why cuz I love rock piano and this is an opus of rock piano okay and I love like the idea of like getting older and being like yeah it's not too late for love even and like
0: <laughs> oh we're getting personal
1: I'm not that old yet no but soon I will be yeah. and I will be in the thunder road position all right or, yeah, no, um, I, I don't love the whole Springsteen, like, jersey, blue-collar crap. Like, I really hate it. And, like, it has its place, and I get it has uh. its appeal, but it does not have an appeal for me, but it works in this one. And I, <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, I used to hate all Springsteen. I used to never listen to it, and I used to hate Thunder Road. But I don't know, as I get older, I'm like, man, I get it. I would just want to go in this car and drive away from everything And be in love with not Springsteen, but like some other old dude when I'm old.
0: I'm not even going to make fun of you. That's that's beautiful. That was a genuine display of emotion, and I appreciated it. Yeah, that's the inner workings of my soul. We're just going to roll the clip and move on. Well, you built me up so much that you were worried that uh, I was going to roll your eyes or whatever, but I'm like actually genuinely double worried about that for this one, for my number five. Uh, This is a song that, um, I don't know, when you were in elementary school, did you ever have like in either PE class or just any kind of other like social exercises where there was like a dance that you had to do to a song? Like did did your teachers ever do that with your class where it was like, here, we're going to do all this dance together and it's like a physical activity of the class, but there was like one song that they play over and over again? Uh, not that because I that's remember, that's where this comes in for me. And we at the used to time,
1: just friend groups. Because when you're a girl, you make dances up to songs. Sure, sure.
0: <laughs> well, th- that's where this song comes from for me. And at the time, I was just—it was not the kind of music I listened to. It's still not the kind of music I listened to, really. Um, but uh, just—I don't know. I don't know why this has grown on me over the years. I, it's got to be a pure nostalgia thing at this point. But it's uh, it's Brooks and Dunn's "Boot Scootin' Boogie."
1: Oh my god. Okay. Well that was like an actual line dance that we did. Yeah, right, and I mean kid. it probably
0: was. Like I just I was not immersed in the country culture at that time. It's not what I was I listening was. to. It's still That's not all I listened to back right. then. Uh but I think that now I just I think that it's just a funny little stamp in time and it's just a cute song and there's there's just nothing wrong yeah, with it. I mean, it makes I, me smile and I'm yeah I like, like I, it now because I get of that. that
1: it's bad, but I also listen to this voluntarily quite a lot.
0: I it's a run I go blind down that highway To that highway Stuck out
1: preface this with this is maybe the artist I hate most in the world oh boy she's the fucking worst and I hate her and my
0: my brain right now is that that image of Sarah Paulson where she's doing all the all the all the math <laughs> around her head like trying to figure out like I have like a top five list in my head of who I think it might be But we'll go on
1: um yeah she's the worst um and the first time I heard the song I was like god damn it stop releasing albums no one likes you go away and then, like, the second time I heard it, I was like, oh, I like this song. <laughs> it's just very cute and perfect. It is um Heinous Witch, Katy Perry. I knew it. I fucking <laughs> knew it. I knew it was going to be goddamn Katy Perry. <laughs> she's the worst, right? She's everyone the worst. Agrees. Um, yeah, everyone agrees. Um, she's the worst. But I really like Teenage Dream. Okay. It gets me sappy. It's a very beautiful song. And I think it only works if you're older. Like, I don't understand how teenagers like it because they're in that, right. and you don't have the awareness of, like, the bullshit that is the teenage dream. Well, of, I think like,
0: I think that's kind of the brilliance of her marketing prowess, isn't it? She makes a song that teenagers like because they can feel like, ooh, we're young and we're in love, and then, you know, middle-aged moms listen to it because it's like, oh,
1: remember when I was a teenager? That's sort yeah, of the brilliance of it. and, like, you know, it's, like, very, it's a very rare feeling you get when you're, like, in your 30s, like me, where you have that moment for a second when you're, like, when you meet somebody and you're in love and you think it's gonna last forever and there'll be no problems and you're just like oh yeah let's drive to the beach and do it and stuff (laughs) and like but it's like that beautiful moment where you realize this will not work because we're adults and this is not how it is and i i just love that feeling for a second that's what this song is to me and i don't care that it's terrible and because it is a teenage dream and it's immature her terrible immature vocals work for it all right we can dance
0: My number four song is a song that I hated when I was little because it made me sad. Aww. And it still makes me sad as an adult to listen to this song. Uh, but I now can kind of understand, I guess as an adult with more mature emotions, like I understand why someone would write this song. Because when I was a little kid listening to this, I would go, why would you write this song? Like who would want to even think about this or, or let alone yeah. sing about it and write a song? Uh, but like, I, I kind of get that, you know, music is a tool for reflection and... Saying things that we wish we said and whatnot. So my my number four song is uh, Mike and the Mechanics, "The Living Years."
1: Oh, okay. Which
0: um, purely from a music production perspective, I think is why I actually have grown to love it as an adult yeah. because the like just the the layering, the way the song builds, and then they bring in that chorus with the kind of a young and old voice alike. It's just it's it's really really well done. It's a it's a beautiful song, and um, thankfully I do still have both of my parents, so I'm not relating to it on oh, that yeah, level yeah, yet. Yeah. But um, I I think that it's a beautiful sentiment that this guy put in his song that he wishes he was closer to his dad and that, you know, I think everybody can take something out of the idea that you should say nice things to the people that you love and care about while you have the opportunity to do so because you don't know when that opportunity will be gone.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I've always been, like, neutral on that song. I've never liked it. I've never not liked it. But I do notice, like, if it comes on... As I get older I'm like oh okay I so just I put you.
0: this on purely for um, I think because it shows maturity yes. because when I was a kid I didn't like it because it I was it made me sad and it made me angry mm-hmm. that it that it made me sad and now as an adult I can just sort of appreciate that sadness I love that I Think I his spirit later that same year. I'm sure I heard his echo in my baby's newborn tears I just wish I could have told him
1: This is a song that I never like hated, but I just never understood why people liked it. And I just kind of hated every time it came on um, because I was like, I don't get this. This song is so boring to me. And then a few months ago, I like heard it came on some playlists and I was like, huh, this is working for me now. And now I listen to it a lot and I don't feel bad about it. It is um Lionel Richie's Dancing on the Ceiling. Oh my
0: God. I love that song. <laughs> oh, I know.
1: Everybody does. And for years I didn't get it. But like now it works for me and I don't know why it didn't work for me before. I just That's okay. I've kind of been that way with a lot of Lionel Richie songs. Like it kind of they have to grow on me. The first time I hear them, I'm like, Ugh. Like there's a lot of that. Also, it's one of my favorite pop-up videos of all time. Oh yes. From when I was a kid when they were just talking about how Lionel Richie couldn't dance because he had like no rhythm. And he was like They basically spent the whole video just trying to figure out, like, okay, he's gonna dance with a bunch of people. (laughs) How can we make this and cut it so it doesn't look like he's the worst dancer ever? Yeah, I really liked that.
0: There you go. Hashtag Lionel can't dance. It's true. All right. So I'm going to attribute my number three song to maturity also uh, when, you know, I I have to say I'm proud of myself that for the majority of my life, I have not ever been a slave to other people's opinions of me. But unfortunately, when you are a white teenage male, there are little traps you can fall into. Mm -hmm. And this was one of those traps that it was really not cool for me to like this song. So I just outwardly rejected this because it was so lame at the time. But now, like I actually think it's a very beautiful song and a total benchmark of um, the mid '90s pop era. I'm so really
1: wondering what this is. My
0: number three song goes to Seal's "Kiss from a Rose."
1: Okay, yeah, I get why you think that. Like,
0: yeah, I was, I was, you know, nine years old when that song came out, so of course it would have been totally lameo for me to really like that song. And I so I know, think, I, just... I think it wasn't even much that I actively disliked it. It's just that. Now, I like it so much in a way that I never would have when it came out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just always remember that being, like, a part of my life. There's a funny story I know about that song, because every time I think of it, it reminds me of, like, fifth or sixth grade when that came out for Mm -hmm. me, and uh, this guy in my class who I was friends with, who is now very gay, but back then, (laughs) it's like, you couldn't be very gay when you were 11, and he, like... Said that he had this girlfriend, but like you knew he didn't have this girlfriend. It was one of those 11 year old moments. And he was like talking about her in the library one day, and he was like, Yeah, our song is Kiss from a Rose. And like that just stuck <laughs> in my head because it was so dumb. And so that's every time I hear this, I just want to be like, That's <laughs> yeah, his fake girlfriend's song. Love remains a drum that's high enough to hill But did you know that when it snows? My eyes become alive And the light that you shine can't be seen Baby, i can bring to a kiss from go ahead and apologize i hated this song
0: so we're up to number years. two on our list now by number
1: the way. two i hated this song for years and um used to have arguments with my dad about like who the best songwriters and music and i had to grow up listening to classic rock mm-hmm. like i wasn't one of those kids who got to be in the car with my parents and they'd let me listen to whatever i listened to no i had to listen to the classic rock station and listen to that which i think formed a lot of my opinions. Um, I, I would agree with that. But this song was all with, like every other song. It felt like on classic rock radio, and I was like, "This is the worst." But now that <laughs> I've gotten older and I've like warmed up to the '70s, like a lot warmed up to the '70s. Here we are, and I love it. Uh Paul McCartney and Wings, "Live and Let Die." Oh, okay. You um, know what's
0: funny is, I used to if- be
1: very anti-Wings, and now I'm very. <laughs> Overly pro-wings. What's
0: really funny is if you had said basically any other Paul McCartney and Wings song, I would have been like, ugh, really? But that one I actually do like.
1: This is probably still my least favorite of it, and it's only because of the thing that used to make me so mad when I was a kid, the line, but in this ever-changing world in which we live in, <laughs> makes you give in and cry. That's like um, 18 ins. We do not need that many ins. You know Stop what? It, Paul. I have
0: another one like that, but um, <laughs> i spoiler, we have another... We have a plan for a future superlatives episode down the road of biggest WTF moments in songs. So yeah. um, I'm actually gonna save the one you just made me <laughs> yeah. think of for that episode.
1: Yeah, but no, I I really like this song now and I'm very sorry, sorry Paul McCartney and Wings that I made fun of you <laughs> for like twenty years for being the worst. Because you weren't. It's actually Katy Perry. Don't worry <laughs> about it. But if this ever changed Makes you give in and cry. Say, live and let die.
0: All right, so we're up to my number two song. Now, this, uh, I mentioned when we were discussing uh, Seal's Kiss from Rose in my, my last number about uh, having no shame regarding yeah. the things that I love, and this would fall into that camp of things that I loved openly, but this was a particular song of theirs that I did not like. I was an unabashed Spice Girls fan when they came out. Oh,
1: God, don't get me started. Loved,
0: but I always, always hated, for whatever reason, I, I just, the song too much did not do anything for me. I thought it was so lame but as an adult, I'm my pretty sure- stopped. I'm pretty sure this is actually now my favorite Spice Girls song. It's beautiful. It is. It's brilliant. And um, I've also made a change. When I was younger, Baby Spice was my fave. And looking back, I really, truly do think that uh, Sporty Spice had the best voice of all of them. Yes. And she's featured so prominently in this song. And I I don't know. I just, I love her voice. I love the way she sounds in this. And I just, I think it's a brilliant song.
1: I felt like she always was like the least interesting of the spice girls like she was always i was always like why is she there but she had 100 percent the best voice yes. and this is her killing it and i am totally on board i don't see why you hated it before but we all have our moments <laughs> that we regret we all have our things and i'm so glad you love it now he's a lover
0: So we've reached our number one songs, mm-hmm. and as per usual, this is where Danielle and I write down our number ones, and we let each other read them. So, since Danielle has gone first yes. on her list, I have—I know you're
1: gonna love this—I have her
0: number one in my hand. Yeah, this is Danielle's number one song that she used to hate, but now she loves,
1: and it's very recent. I just now started loving it like a month ago,
0: and it is Phil Collins's "One More Night." Very interesting choice. Yeah. I, I Here's the thing, though. I love Phil, mm-hmm. but I totally get why someone would be annoyed by this song. It is a bit repetitive.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't go a lot of places, but in a way, like, here's why I hated it. It wasn't, like, a pure hate. It was just, like, when you were, even when I was a little kid, like, this came out, this was, like, number five when I was born. So, like, this is, like, a song that was everywhere then. But it was still all over pop radio in the late 80s, early 90s. And I remember it being on all the time, and I just never got why it was on. And it would just, I don't know, I just always was bored by it. And I was like, stop playing it. (laughs) And then, like, for my birthday, like, in preparation, I just did like the Hot 100 playlist of like everything on the Hot 100, which is fantastic and also ridiculous. But Phil Collins was like number five. And this song came on, and I was like, shit, this is beautiful. (laughs) And like, I don't know, It, it doesn't go a lot of places and it's repetitive. And it's very different than a lot of Phil Collins songs. But, like, I like where it starts. And it doesn't need to go anywhere. Because it's just beautiful and it's, like, sad. And, and it's also a really good slow dance song. But, like, it a is. bad slow dance song. Because it's like, we're done. Sorry.
0: I don't know. I love Phil through and through. I think he yeah. can do no wrong. So
1: Yeah. So this is, like, slowly becoming my favorite Phil song out of being my least favorite Phil song in, mm-hmm. like, the last month. It's fantastic.
0: Very interesting. I've
1: been trying to so
0: So before we get to what my number one song is, um, I just wanted to go back and say a couple that I were contenders that I knocked off the list okay. for various reasons, and I did mention that there was a, an entire artist. Um, <laughs> first of all, uh, the Cheryl Crow song, "My Favorite Mistake," because I remember my dad when I was a little kid being like, "You're gonna, you're gonna understand this song when you're older," and I still don't like. I don't love this song, but he's right. Like, I do at least kind of understand it. When I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, that's stupid." My favorite mistake, like, stop going back to him, idiot. And as an adult, I'm like, OK, I get it a little bit more, but you're still stupid. So I've always, that, I've I couldn't always put that hated on the that song. Unconscious. Yeah. And I still do. Um, this is more of a I've gained respect for the artist. I still don't really love this song. But Rihanna's Pone to Replay and uh, S.O.S. Uh, both kind of lump those in. I still don't love those. I think they're her weakest songs. Yeah. But I love Rihanna so much in a way that I never thought that I I would now. Um, It was Umbrella that turned me around. And it was actually you playing Umbrella for me that turned me around. Oh, my God.
1: Umbrella is so good. I I, never liked Ponder. Do you remember
0: remember how you would change the lyrics to SOS when it came out?
1: Oh, because I was in France and they would call the text messages... SMS and that was song was really huge and I was over there so I'd be like SMS please someone text me <laughs> and I, I still think about s- that
0: every time I hear that song.
1: I, I didn't know you I ever told you that. Yeah, I still sing that when it's on. Yeah, I'm there like, you go. SMS,
0: um, and the other artist that I'm willing to admit that I was wrong about, um, I still don't love his old music. Again, this is why he didn't make the list because I still don't like his old music. But I think he made a turnaround as an artist and now I respect him. Is Jason Derulo? And I'm Jason
1: to, Derulo. I'm willing
0: to admit it. He cannot, I was wrong. Um, his first few songs were not good. But um, he he really turned me around, around the, the time of the Trumpets, They Go, whatever the fuck that song was called. Yeah, so. I, I, yeah, I still. Yeah, I, I, still li- I like care. you now, Jason. It's fine. <laughs> I think you're going to be very surprised by my choice.
1: Mm. Let's see. What do you think it's going to be? Is surprised that you hated it or surprised that you love surprise it? Surprised
0: that I ever disliked this song. But when I was a small child, I did dislike this song.
1: <laughs> Naked Eyes, always something there to remind me. Yes. It was on
0: a mixtape that my dad made for me when I was little. And for whatever reason, I always fast forwarded through it. I just, I don't know why it annoyed me. And I remember, like, I even remember, like, my Sunday school teacher being like, "You don't like that song?" Because I had mentioned it off the cuff one day in Sunday <laughs> school class. Things,
1: of all the things for someone at church to be judgmental yeah. about, <laughs> you don't it's like, be not like, yeah. Liking.
0: But no, and now I totally—it's—it's it's definitely in my top fifty favorite songs of all time. I—it's, I, yeah, it's.
1: See, I've never like.
0: It's just a damn fantastic song. I, don't
1: know, I feel like his song has just been like everywhere.
0: I don't know why I ever disliked it. I, I think it was just some weird thing about his delivery or something. I don't know. Something just. My brain was not ready for it at that time, but now I love it so much,
1: yeah no, I get that i, I don't I just I've always been kind of neutral on it. I like it if it comes on, I'm like do 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 yeah, it <laughs> works, but I totally get it. I'm not that surprised. I could see the overplaying of
0: it worth noting, I always thought the beginning of that song sounded like M bison stage in Street Fighter Two. Have you ever played street Fighter two no. um i will I wonder um let
1: bison stage
0: M- well, okay so. Hold on, I'm good. You're gonna make me go on another one of my nerd tangents here. Ooh, um, we
1: had a whole Falco episode.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Street Fighter is, is of course, a, a long, long-running uh, fighting game series.
1: Is that the one that has the Falco character?
0: The Falco character.
1: There's like a character in some video game called Falco. 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 And whenever I talk about Falco, like my friends who are not oh. Falco aware are like. And I'm like, you mean, stop you mean, it!
0: You mean Falcon Punch? That's Captain Falcon from uh Super Smash Brothers. Anyway, not going okay. on not going Sorry. on another Different nerd tangent nerd there. Changing. So uh so Street Fighter uh had this character, their final boss is named uh M. Bison, and the original uh that originally that name Was uh, applied to the other boxer character who was a black American boxer and his name was M. Bison. And then they were like, "Um, dude, someone is going to get sued over this because it was very obviously an allusion to Mike Tyson.
1: So (laughs) they flipped it and they
0: made him Balrog and they made the uh, the final boss who I think was from Thailand they made him M Bison, but anyway, um, here uh, this is the <laughs> this is the uh, beginning of the song, the Naked Eye song. Always something there to remind me. Everybody knows this song, so yes, ev- everyone knows that song. Um, and here is the uh, M Bison stage theme from Street Fighter Two. Well, this is the Sega Genesis version. Let me find the Super Nintendo because uh, that one probably sounds a little more like what I'm. Nope, that's still Sega. <laughs> Doing this live, sorry. There it is. It always reminded me of it.
1: It's always something there to remind you.
0: Always something there to remind me of M Bison. Subtitle <laughs> of the song. <laughs> All right, so there's our, our retrospective, our very difficult uh, retrospective on songs that we used to dislike, but
1: now we love. Yeah, I'm sorry if you have always loved any of these songs, and you're like, you're this is very so difficult. This
0: idiots. was the first. This it was the is. hardest superlative we've done yet. Yeah, and I'm very it's... happy that we don't have to do this for ten more episodes, because I'm kind of scared I'm, of what's going to come. I'm
1: next. out of songs like this. So.
0: Yes, yeah, I could I'm not out. do this episode again. Yeah. So. That's it. We we stand by everything that we like and yes. dislike at this point. I think that's safe to say. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be back with uh, one of our standard episodes next week. We're going to yes. be talking about some uh, some Dutch power pop, some Dutch uh, power pop synth rock. I don't really know the best way We've done
1: a lot of that in our
0: yeah but I don't, I don't think we've been to, to Holland yet have we talked Venga about Dutch artists oh Venga that's boys. right you're, you're right I always think they were German but you're right they're Dutch yeah they're, it's, okay. it's all over so yeah it. we're gonna talk about some fantastic uh, Dutch music from the early 90s next yes. week until then you can find us online at offbeattrackscast.com
1: we are also on Twitter at offbeattracks yeah
0: so hit us up tell us what uh, episode you'd like us to do and uh, we'll see you next week peace yeah, bye <laughs>